Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bessus Hashem, the eighth shear in the Sefer Chaye Olam of the Stipla. Today is a really, really important lesson, Perak Tes, Misimcha Shal Mitzvah, the joy of mitzvahs, of doing mitzvahs. Metzias Nefesh Aruchni Ba'adam, the Metzias of the soul of a person, Hinenu Makirin Veroyin Misimcha Shal Mitzvah. We see it from the joy that comes from perform. From, from performing the mitzvahs that Hashem gives us. We know from just experience that the joy that a person has is in commensurate with his will and his desire towards that thing. To something that he desires very much, his joy will be great when he finally attains that thing that he desires. And for something he did not yearn for, did not desire, he won't be joyful when he receives it. So too when you're avoiding something that is bad. If you were able to avoid something that was that you were afraid of, and Baruch Hashem, you were saved from it, you will be extremely joyful. But if you're saved from something that doesn't bother you one way or the other, then they won't be happy by being saved because it was no big deal to you, this item. But when you do good, we see when you do a mitzvah for the sake of heaven, let's say you didn't run after it, and you didn't desire to do that mitzvah, and it just happened to come across you. You weren't planning on giving that thousand dollars to tzedakah or helping this person. It happened. Something came across, and the opportunity came, and you did it. You weren't expecting it. Nevertheless, you'll see that after performing that mitzvah, that his joy will be great. And it will be very sweet to his soul. That this mitzvah that you just performed will be so pleasurable to you. If you were in a big test, the and you held back and you passed the test. After you pass the test, tar the joy of your soul will light in you. And it'll be exceedingly sweet beyond that which we were afraid of the sin. So and this joy of performing mitzvahs or staying away from Averis that you feel in your soul happens This happens with people who were not trained in Amun and Taira, even non-religious people. In parentheses he says, unless you really are amazing and you're, you're doing something alterious, but we're not talking about that. But with people that are simply not religious, nevertheless, kishi is type. If something happens, then they do a good deed. He's doing. They're doing it because they feel it's taka good ma'isa. for example, You save somebody from death. Or you made joyous the the hearts of those that were down, like you married off a, a orphan. He will feel a 
great amount of joy. The Yargish Ne'imusim Flaga, I'll experience an unbelievable, amazing sweetness. Limrice, despite the fact, he never thought that he would ever do that to marry off an orphan. And if you're going to say he was happy with the actual deed that he did, because it's joy enjoyable to him, that's not true. Why? If this deed would be done by someone else, he wouldn't be so. He wouldn't be joyous just hearing that that deed was done. So then, why truly is he happy? Again, that happiness of even a non-religious person that does a good deed, why is he happy? It's because Shehu, he, that person, whether his consciousness is aware of it or not, but this is the reality, that Zoha b'mitzahazais. He is rejoiceful that, ah, Baruch Hashem, I was able to do this mitzvah. Even a non-religious person, he came across a mitzvah and did it, he'll feel a joy in his heart for that reason. And his joy will multiply. Even if he never desired to do this deed originally. But MSO, and the truth is, the stipler says, This comes, this is, this joy that you have comes from the joy of a soul, a spiritual joy that's felt from the pleasantness and the beauty of the light of the mitzvah that's shining in your soul. And Afapidi, you will Even though you don't see it, again, you may not be a Shemitari mitzvah, but your mazel sees it. And your soul gets elevated. Parentheses, he says, if you're Mamash or Russia, you won't understand this. But if you have a straight heart, even if you're not religious, whatever it is, but a good deed comes across, you will feel very joyous about it. We see a person desires that he wants to leave a remnant of his memory in this world, that after he leaves this world, he wants to be remembered. Shmuel says that, but says that Shalom took a matzeva during his lifetime, because he didn't have a son, so his name should be remembered. And he says something interesting. Normally when you read the Pasik, it's because of gaiva, maybe, because of arrogance. And he's saying, no, here it came from a deeper place. It wasn't because of arrogance. This desire does not come from wanting honor. Right? Because over here it's simply, it wasn't because he wants to be praiseworthy, he just didn't want his name to be erased, he didn't want his name to be forgotten. Now, what is so significant? Why is it such a deep need to, that his name should be remembered in this world, even if he passes on? That's a sign, on his soul. In the depths of his soul, he recognizes that his soul is irreplaceable. And, and it's forever. His soul will exist after death. And because his soul was deeply connected to this world when he was in a body, he doesn't want his soul to lose that connection to what that soul did in this world. So he wants to leave a zecher. You see from here the de- depthness, the deepness of the soul of a person and from the joy of a mitzvah. Perek Yud talks about also just the, the, the proof of life after death. 
from the Maisa Ha'oiv. Where Maisa Ha'oiv means they used to actually bring up a dead person, like it's brought down by Shmuel, that the Balas Ha'oiv brought up Shmuel after he was Nifter. When Shaul wanted to do it, he didn't do the right thing. But the bottom line is, is you see that this is, exists. In Parak Yud, which you're not going to do inside, but you'll look it up, he brings other Maimari Chazal of people who brought up the dead from, you know, the dead uh, from, from you know, out. Brings down different stories in Mara Mekoymais. And again, those stories, even though there it comes from a Koyach which we're not allowed to do, but Al Kaparim, you do see that the reality of it is there, that indeed a soul exists and is eternal, even after it leaves this particular world. And in Perak Yud Aleph, he talks about also, which we're going to do part of it inside, but you see the Minyan Hiskalas Nefesh, the revelation of souls, and Prat Nashis Tzadikim Acha Petirasan, the souls of Tzadikim after their death. He, Rebbe, after his Petira, used to come to his house and make Kiddush. Then he stopped because people heard about it. Then he brings down someone who passed in after 22 years of being Nifter. And look in the first paragraph of Parakit Aleph, where the stipler Zechet Sadik Lavracha brings many um, stories of when Amiram saw other Amiram after their Petira. And he brings down a story in the second paragraph that the son of the Rush saw his grandfather twice revealed to him after his Petira. Sefer Hasidim brings down that, that about someone who saw, meaning not in a dream, but actually saw in the Shamas that were Nifter, brings down that from Rechaim Vital. This is the middle of Herkid Aleph that Harbe Hiskalis Nishme Satsadikim is taking from the Arizal, Midaira Sari Shainim, Eitzel Rabbeinu Ari. These souls used to reveal themselves to the Ari Akadesh. And um, he brings amazing stories about that. It talks about how the Gra, that people, their souls went to him to ask for a ticket. And, and, so, and, and then he brings down from the story from the Hassam Seifer also. And many other stories, and he brings down um, that that in many in Manhige Hasidim, before some Harbar Rav Maiserav, there are many Hasidish masters where they experienced these things, where they actually saw the souls literally in this world, and and that also is would increase and grow our Amuna in Olam and the fact that the soul lives on forever. In Parakut Bays, it discusses Gilgulim. And Gilgulim, um, even though it doesn't say it beferish in the Gemara, there's remez to it. He brings down stories here. Um, one of the famous stories he brings is, is the Chofetz Chaim uh, was successful in removing a Gilgul uh, of a Dibuk that went into somebody using ten Tamid Chachamim. One of those ten was Rolchan and Vasamin, and it's recorded. Rabbi Chanan used to say over the story every Purim to his Talmidim about he was successful in removing a Dibuk from somebody. Again, a soul that exists after the Petira of a person. And um, the Muna of the Gilgal, he says, the stipel in the last paragraph of Parakit Aleph, even though the Rishonim don't discuss it, but it has been established, the Gura brings it down, and this explains a lot to realize when we see something that's seemingly not um, just, 
the reality is, is that everything works out at the end, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates all these tikkunim that come from Gilgulim. And there's a Sefer Hal Gilgulim uh, that Rav Chaim Rital wrote. There's the Maram Mipano that wrote a Sefer called Gilgal Hanashamais, and so on and so forth. So here also you see the, um, the life after death scenario from the story of Gilgulim. And then in Parakid Aleph, he also goes and discusses these ideas as well. Now the Ramban, he brings the Ramban. Well, let's look at the second paragraph in Parakid Gimel. Krakosov Ramban Zal, the Pirish HaTayra, Sai Parshas Boy, that Ki HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yasa Oysa Moifis Bechol Dar Le'ini Karashai Kaifer. HaKadosh Baruch is not going to show his miracles to every single denier. He doesn't do... You'll, he doesn't like HaKadosh Baruch. He wants the Teva to, to remain. He wants nature to take its natural courses. Hashem, generally speaking, is reluctant to do Nisim. But when he does Nisim, it's there to give us a remembrance and a reminder that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could do whatever he wants. We need to make, make a remembrance, you know, like the Ten Makas in Mitzrayim and the Nisim of Kriyas Yamsa, to make remembrances in like the Mun, or the well, and to give over to our children and grandchildren and talk about these Nisim. And same thing by us. Because the kavan of the Bria, the way Hashem wants it, He wants nature to remain. He though He doesn't want nature to change. He always wants the sun to rise in the east and set on the west. So Hashem will not just make a nace that it should rise from the west and set on the east. They wish to doesn't want to change Teva. Generally speaking, but but when it does happen, when these nisim do take place, it's for us to keep it in our hearts. That strengthens our hearts. Why? To strengthen our hearts, to fear Hakadosh Baruch Hu and have awe of Him, and to save us. Like it says, and Latar is when you're shaked means not just I want to become pure, but you actually work very hard in doing mitzvahs, and you run away from things that would cause damage to that. And when you have time to be Isaac and Tyra, and you're not, it's you're being mezalzal in the mitzvahs Hashem. And Abolatama, it's the other way around. But the bottom line of this particular Ramban is telling us, and again, some people, you could say, don't need Nisim to give you Chizik, but the truth be told is we do. We need uh, sometimes that Chizik. And therefore, we're always remembering the Nisim and the Neflois that happened in Mitzrayim and in other miracles that happened through the course of the generation to strengthen our Emunah to strengthen our Amunah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that he could do anything, even though he hides now behind the veil of a Hester Panim. And the Megillah is like that. There's names of Hashem all over the place there, Beremes, but not Beferish, to show Hashem hides himself in nature. And sometimes by remembering and putting in our hearts those open miracles, we get to have Amunah to see Hashem even when it is hidden miracles. Ani Like it says in Shemayna Esrei, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, 
performs miracles for us every single moment of the day. Perak Yedalid discusses how we came down to Mitzrayim with 70 souls, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'derech Neis multiplied us into millions in Mitzrayim. You should have fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it says, He made for you He performed for you all these wonders that you saw with your very own eyes. That you came down to Mitzrayim in 70 souls. Hashem placed you now. That you're like the stars. When you think about that when you look at the beginning of the formation of Kal Yisrael as a nation, you see clearly that Hashem placed special hashkocha pratis and chose us as the chosen nation. And he explains here that we were only 70 souls that we went out of Mitzrayim. And over the 210 years, we became a full nation of about 2 million people. And he goes through the cheshben of where you get around 2 million people. You count the 20 to, 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 to 60 of males alone, was 600,000 roughly. And, and, and then till 20, there must have been a lot. And above 60, there were a lot. Another 40% or whatever his calculation is. And then besides the men, you have the women. Generally speaking, men, males and females are born in equal measure. And he goes through that cheshben. And when they were in, when they came to Mitzrayim, there were seventy souls, and and uh, and he goes through that. And within two hundred and ten years, about two million. It's a pella pilei ploim, and each one, um, how they produce offsprings in in that. And again, in the last line of this. Perek Perek Yedalad Mizanira Bechush. You see here clearly Beneflois Hashem Yisbarach the wonders of Hashem Vashkachasay Im Am Bnei Yisrael with the with the Am of Kaiyisol Lekaim after Chasay Lavram Avinu that He promised Lavram Avinu Harba Arbe Zaracha. Truth be told, we saw that in our generation as the, as well. That after how the Holocaust after World War II, where a third of Kaiyisol was was destroyed, was gave themselves Al-Kiddush Hashem, six million approximately. You could go high or lower, no one knows, but it was a tremendous, devastating blow, beyond belief, hard to comprehend. And we were like a goisis. People thought, how is Klai Yisrael going to continue? And then you fast forward 70 years, 80 years, which is a short span of time, if you look at the history. Here in by Mitzrayim, 70 became two million in 210 years. You see in this 80 years how Kenai Nehara Baruch Hashem Klai Yisrael resurged because of the promise that Hashem told us we will never be destroyed. And Hashem, again, and always remember, we mentioned this before, that the Kedoshim who gave their souls up, their souls are alive forever and ever in Olam Abba. There's Nitzchias to those people, so there was nothing really truly lost. And 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 over here in this world we see how HaKadosh Baruch Hu had Rachmanes on us and gave us a rebuild Yisrael in the most unbelievable way, and it seemed like things were natural, how these communities were built and grown, children and grandchildren, and building businesses, and building Tyra um, through through Eretz Yisrael, and in here, and, and, and people who 
1946, uh, you know, right after the devastation, would never believe. How is that possible even? And nevertheless, we see those ploys, the ploys haboyre. So all of this talk, which we talked about today, is extremely important. The, the, the simcha of a mitzvah, the joy of performing mitzvah, which is in, a, in the soul, showing that the soul is deeply affected by uh, that. Various aspects of believing that the soul exists even after it leaves the body and leaves this world through many, many, many rayas, as he explained. And this pella of the neflois and nisim, nisim are meant to remind us that a Baruch Hu runs the world and also the nace of how, what Hashem did for us in Mitzrayim, making us into a multitude of a great nation. Brachen